This is Hitting the Mark, conversations with founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success, with your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Garhalter. We were like, wow, this is our first piece of litter. We stood there and Mark's like, well, we should pick it up. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. There's 30,000 people walking through here. This could be really good branding. And so we kind of went back and forth and we joked about it. We were like, do we leave it here? Do we pick it up? And we ended up picking it up and framing it and putting it in the factory as our first piece of litter. Today, I welcome Stacy Medicine to the show, who many of you will know as the founder of Stacy's Pita Chips, a brand she grew from a food stand to a $65 million company that she sold to Pepsi. She's now launching a new brand, the Refrigerated Be Bold Bars. I was beyond thrilled and honored to have Stacy on Hitting the Mark, as we were talking about how politics and brands mix, what crucial branding mistakes not to make, how to spread your brand's message, and what branding means to someone like Stacy, who has sold her company for a quarter billion dollars. Listen up. Here is my conversation with Stacy. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, absolutely. So first off, you have no idea how thrilled I was when you accepted the invitation to be on my show. We met briefly at a summit last year, but while reading your Wikipedia page um, to prep for this podcast, I realized that our paths have already almost crossed in the past. Uh, back when I ran my design studio in Santa Monica, we shared our office with a company called Evolution Fresh before they moved oh to God. their factory. Um, while at the same time, my small studio grew into a larger agency, so I took over the whole space. Um, and for a good 10 or so years, I actually worked alongside Chimmy, uh, Evolution's founder, on all of the designs of the brand up to the acquisition of Starbucks. So you actually um, sat on the board of Evolution during that time. So we were already part of the same company and we didn't even know it. That is so funny. <laughs> you were like, I was down in Santa Monica and I'm like, oh my God, I, I hope I remember what he's talking about. And, but no, Evolution. Yeah, definitely. Evolution, wonderful company. Um, I was on the board. It sold to Starbucks. And yeah. that was really my first exposure to the whole juicing world. And um, as you know, I own a juice bar in Needham, Massachusetts. So right. um, that was just great experience. And I kind of fell in love with uh, juicing. And and it was great because I was kind of at a point in my life where I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And my juice bar here in Needham, we, it's not just a juice bar. We have lots of sandwiches and other things. But um, I kind of really found my passion project. So it really kind of completed my life. And that's how I was introduced to it. So oh, that's so a great, great. company. That's a, yeah, it's a great company. Wonderful founder. We, we had a really, really good time. Um, yeah. You are a, a celebrated teal entrepreneur. I know you don't want to say that about yourself, but I can say it about you. So here you go. Um, <laughs> and, and your first brand, which you have since sold, is now uh, known by everyone, at least here in the US, uh, Stacy's Pita Chips. Um, the healthy and, may I say, addictive uh, chips brand, uh, which is loved by so many. And even though we will focus on your shiny new brand, Be Bold Bars, on today's show, Please do entertain me and my audience with, um, with, with a quick story about that uh, accidental brand creation that is Stacy's. I mean, it all started with day-old pita bread, correct? 
Um, sort of yes and no. So, you know, it was back in the 1990s. Um, and it was my boyfriend at the time. He and I were, we had lived out of state and then we moved back to Massachusetts. We didn't have jobs yet and uh, or money or anything. We ended up buying a food cart and we converted it into a sandwich cart and we sold sandwiches made on pita bread. And so we always want, look at you when you're running a sandwich place, you can run out of tomatoes, you can run out of alfalfa sprouts, you can run out of cucumbers, but if you run out of bread and that's all you're serving your sandwiches on, <laughs> then you're closed. Yeah. So we always had to over purchase. We had to have an excess inventory of all of this bread. And so we baked the bread at the end of the day, we baked the bread into, um, pita chips that we flavored and we handed them out the next day for free, you know, kind of as a thank you to our customers for waiting in line. <laughs> and, you know, and, and from, and that was kind of our first, you know, where we, where they first started. Um, ultimately we had to make a decision along the, our path, whether we were going to have an indoor location uh, for you know, it was called Stacy's Delights, the sandwich place. Hmm. Um, so whether we were going to save enough money and try to get an indoor spot, or whether we were going to follow the path of the pita chips, um, ultimately we chose the pita chip pathway. And you know, we kind of hoped it would have grown into a modest regional business. But you know, with the expansion of the natural food business, um, and yeah, everybody was like, oh, to be a natural food, you have to have cane sugar, not regular sugar, and this, that. There were all these guidelines, and we mm -hmm. were like, those, um, we were like, those guidelines? We're like, that's how we always made them. We just obviously <laughs> fell into that category, and, and um, you know, with a combination of a great product and two people that were overachievers with a lot of perseverance, <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of how the pita chip company was born. That's so great. And, and Stasis is one of a few brands that is uh, synonymous with the founder's first name, which I believe is tough to pull off at scale. I mean, how weird was it to sell Stasis, a brand that carries your name, to, to Pepsi? I mean, it's, it, it's a huge achievement, right? But from a naming perspective, did you feel like you were losing a little piece of you and you should have just named the chips, I don't know, Be Bold Peters? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's really... Like I, I love the fact that my name is on the bag because when you're building a brand, trust is such a big factor and it really kept me connected with the brand. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it, it was important that people trusted it. And I think that as we did trade shows and as we got out in the industry, that people understood what we were all about. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I heard you say on uh, on another podcast, I don't know which one it was, but you talked about that one day you saw a woman putting all of these Stacy's chip bags into her cart in the market. Oh, and, and you approached her and you're like, hey, these are, these are mine. And she's like, no, those are mine. Yeah. I'm like, these are my chips. And she goes, no, those are my chips. And she kind of gave me this weird look. You're like, get away from my cart, you weirdo. And then after that, I was like, oh, okay. I got to be more careful. That's but you true. know what's funny? So I'll tell you another funny story. You, you know, not to get sidetracked, but I'll tell you another funny story. 
Um, we were doing the breast cancer walk and it's something the, that we did in Boston. We've done in Boston. I mean, I've done it for more than 30 years, right? We go out by the Charles it's five miles long and we had just started the pita chip company with, and, it, and you know, as a company, we brought everybody down there and everybody d- did the walk together. And when we were walking along the Charles, we saw on the ground, like a bag of an empty bag of pita chips. And Mark and I, you know, Mark, my business partner, he and I looked at it and we stood over it and, you know, it wasn't a bag of Frito and it wasn't a bag of something else. It was actually a bag of Stacy's. And (laughs) and we're like, what? We were like, wow, this is our first piece of litter. (laughs) And and then we stood there and Mark's like, "Um, well, we should pick it up. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. There's 30,000 people walking through here. It's going to be really good branding. And so we kind of went back and forth and we joked about it. We were like, do we leave it here? Do we pick it up? And we ended up picking it up and framing it and putting it in the factory as our first piece of litter. (laughs) That is so great. That's really great. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I I had another founder on the show whose food product is named after herself, Chenny of Chenny's Ice Cream, who I believe, of course, naturally, naturally, right? Um, But but let's talk about a different ice cream brand for a second, Hakuna Brands. Um, Now, that is the brand that won Stacy's Rice Rice, uh, Project. Tell us about how Rice came up and, and, and how... Stacy's turned into a brand that empowers women entrepreneurs, or if this is solely Pepsi carrying on your legacy, you know, I don't know how much you actually had to do with that, but it seems like it has your personal footprint all over it. So, so yes and yes. Um, it is Pepsi carrying on the legacy. Um, and although I, I'm not involved with the brand anymore, I still, you know, they called me up last year and or two years ago, actually, and said, you know, do you want to be involved in this? And they told me about it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so on par Mm -hmm. with what what the brand is about. And if I were there, the kind of thing that I would be doing. And I just love the program. So, yeah, anytime they have that Stacey's Rise going on. And I can help. I am a hundred percent there. And people are like, "Oh, I might think, oh, she's getting paid for that or this that." And that is like, no way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I, you know, it's just such a great program that you know I'm in it wholeheartedly, just for the benefit of all of of all that that program can do to help women entrepreneurs get ahead. Right, and that's what it does. It supports women entrepreneurs, food entrepreneurs, to to become mm-hmm. the next big brand. And and I think it's so interesting because you, when when suddenly everyone wanted to buy Stacy's chips, right? Not not customers, but actual brands taking over Stacy's. Um, when every they, they were they were literally suddenly you got a lot of calls of you know of companies being interested to to acquire um, your company. And I I believe you didn't even take the highest bidder. You you actually went with with Pepsi, which was wasn't the highest bidder, but it was the one where surprising to, I'm sure, a lot of people listening because Pepsi seems like such a conglomerate and, you know, Frito-Lay seems like so, so different from, from Stacy's um, because you felt like they would actually carry on the legacy um, the best. And it seems like that actually really seems to work out with projects like the Rise Project. Um, so that's really, that's really amazing. You really did your homework, didn't you? Well, thank you. 
<laughs> you even read you even read Wikipedia. I don't I, think I've done that. I'm gonna I, hang up and I'm gonna go do that. Uh, Stacy, I'm actually outside your house. <laughs> I know, where are you? It's like <laughs> You know, it's so funny. It's, you know, it's so funny. I had, I, I think this is one of the episodes that I had the least amount of time to prep for. Um, so I, I, I guess I absorbed the right amount. So thank you. So but, um, well, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. But um, uh, it, it, it really, it really shows, right? And that is, that is really, it's, it's nice to see how the brand uh, now after, after that many years is, is, is carrying on your legacy. Um, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, this is a selfish question coming up, as I will be on a panel discussion next week at the Social Enterprise Conference in Boston, which is your hometown. Um, oh, I, I will be at Harvard, um, and, and it's going to be a panel about the politics of corporate citizenship. And I saw that Hillary Clinton um, endorsed the Rice Project, uh, not only you, but, but also Hillary, right? And boy, did Facebook explode with messages of support as well as backlash. So, um, you know, when, when Stacey's... Uh, you know, Peter Chips, the, the company, put Hillary Clinton's um, endorsement on on their Facebook, uh, which you may or may not be aware of. But um, people just went crazy. Like people said, "I thought I liked Stacey's. Why would they want Hillary Clinton's endorsement? She's a disgrace to women." And you know, all the way to rather hilarious statements by a, a Trump supporter who wrote, "Trump has done a lot more to empower women around the world than just writing a letter in support." Uh, actions speak louder than words. So um, wow, that's crazy stuff, right? Happens when you when you start getting into politics, even though it was just an endorsement letter by a, a, an important female leader, you know, for, um, you know, for, for, for a project that um, helps female entrepreneurs. But I, I want to, to know, you know, um, now that I understand you're not involved with Stasis on a day-to-day level, but, but how do you see the fine line you yourself with politics and brands taking a stance um, in 2020 does be bold take a stance I mean it is kind of in the brand the idea of being bold right um, how, how do you go about politics and, and and your brand oh my god I love this question so number one I did not know that Hillary um, supported or endorsed or whatever that you know or that gave us a nice mention about the Stacy's Rise program. And as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, that is not a political thing. That is a this listen, she went to Wellesley College. She's she is an extremely smart woman. And whether you liked her in politics or not, you know, she has really risen just as a female um in just in general. Um, and I don't know her as a person. I've never met her, but you know, I just assume that she's smart and whether or not I voted for her, whether or not somebody else did has absolutely no effect on the quality of what I will say is my product or what I'll say is, um, you know, Pepsi's program for helping women. And what I say to the people who had something, you know, negative to say about that is that they're kind of missing the point that we are just all women and we are all in the same bucket and we are all trying to help women rise. So, you know, we got to kind of get past that political point of it. That's number one. Um, I am flattered that she did say something. Um, number two, uh, the, Political environment right now is one of, um, like, I, I think of my kids, okay? Let me back up. I mm -hmm. think of my children, 
and the and forget politics forget the political environment just the environment that they are growing up in some of the things that they have said you know they're now 16 years old um two girls um some of the things that they've said like even as far as well why would i have kids and bring them into this world do you know mm -hmm. what the environment 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 is going to be like by the time i have children and like asking me questions like that and i'm like oh my god and mm -hmm. it's just it's just heartbreaking and another time yeah. another comment that that one of them said once was um about school shootings and well nobody cares that people go into a school and kids get shot and I'm like, oh my God, like, they're like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm like, oh, you know, stuff like comments like that. Like these are, this is what they're growing up in. And, you know, at their school, they recently had a lockdown uh, just cause some kids said something in the hallway and, and it was scared the piss out of mm -hmm. the kids, out mm -hmm. of the parents, out of the, you know, and as a parent raising ch children in this environment, you, have, like for me, I was dis I am and I was dysfunctionally upset. I never pictured myself going back into the industry. I have always over the years a lot like for 10 years just stayed on the periphery of the natural food business. I'd go to a trade show once a year. That was just, you know, I'd sit on a board. That was just it. I never pictured, you know, this quote unquote serial entrepreneur going back into the business. Um, because that's not, uh, you know, I said, you know what, I took all my risk in life and I don't need to do this again. And with this, um, atmosphere that, that my kids are growing up and, and, and with my, uh, myself, I look at myself and I say, well, you know what, I have a skill and I know what I'm doing and I feel like I kind of have to step up so that, not only do my girls see that, yes, there's something that we can do, but to help the whole female entrepreneur environment. So, you know what? This is, this is me. This is what I know how to do. I can do this and I'm going back into it and I am going balls to the walls. If I can say that mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to get this product out there and you know, and kind of do it again, just because I can. And that's kind of my way to get a grip on the whole situation of this atmosphere where mm -hmm. the kids and, and where people are, are growing up in. And I'm sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, I, I, <laughs> I loved having you on the soapbox. Thank you for stepping up. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, oh, it's so, it's so, it's just so frustrated. And I am, uh, you know what? And and it's not a political thing. It's just that look, everybody just take a fucking step back and look yep. at your children yep. and look at you can bleep that whatever. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? No, totally, totally. And I'm 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 so there with you. And I and I, I can't wait to be on my soapbox at Harvard um, to, <laughs> to talk about this, too, because I'm I'm very much I'm very much your opinion. And that idea of what is politics, what is common sense, and what is just the best for, for the next generation. Um, I mean, there should be no politics involved. It's not about politics. A, a, a school shooting is not about politics, right? A brand taking a stance to support a good cause is not politics. And I think 
think that's that's a huge huge problem that um, we as people and 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 even more so as brands um, have to have to really figure out because I think that it is in a way a responsibility of brands to 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 speak up um, because the, a brand has a huge influence right um, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic um, I still have I still have a yeah, week and to, you know what yeah it is about inclusion it's about being humanistic. It's like the, just the reality of that situation. And, you know, everybody needs to take a step back. And we, with Be Bold, you know, are, are but like be, what's behind that, other than a great bar and blah, 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 is that just sharing the optimism. You know, there are so many people out there that, that just are positive people and are, you know, that if we just kind of like all kind of get together and make ourselves stronger and louder and and embrace others that kind of hey look like that looks like fun let's let's come along then i think that that's gonna just be more than the negativity and that's just you know that's my hope and that's kind of the bold some of the bold part of what we're doing and that's you know that's exactly something that i wanted to ask is how how did the be bold name come about and how how is be bold bold (laughs) How is <laughs> so, um, so you will find out as we start to, you know, get it more into the market. But um, initially, we went through so many different names to try to name the bar. Um, but one day I was looking at not just my kids, but just in general, they were just starting high school at the time. And, you know, and one of my um one of my girls decided to join the ski team and they're really you know and she had just started the school and she she had just started and she didn't know um how good the other skiers were you know it was 90 percent boys that she didn't know and um you know some of the girls that were on the team were upperclassmen and they Mm -hmm. were probably better skiers than her and i'm just like you know what listen you go for one week and you give it a try and see how it goes first before you decide yes or no that you're going to do this. And she did. She walked into the room. She went on the trip. She did, and she sur- sure enough, she did the whole semester of ski team and, and she did great and she loved it. But then I, I asked myself and, you know, same thing with my niece. My niece started the high school from a private school, didn't know anybody. Moves like that, that we forget as adults, like to to have that courage and to do that. And um, so when I think of the word bold, I was thinking, you know, if you be yourself outside of your comfort zone, little by little and do it again, right? We challenge ourselves the exact same way as kids in any grade challenge themselves, then, you know, they do it and we just assume they should do it. As adults, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, this is this this works. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because it. it's super interesting, Stacey, because in a way in a way, it seems to me also besides besides your amazing successes, you you had a lot of hardships in your life, right? I mean, there was a divorce, there was a fire at the plant, um, you overcame breast cancer and an autoimmune disease. And it seems to me that Be Bold is 
is synonymous with that powering through attitude, with that, you know, that fist in the air, I can do this attitude, which now you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, your daughters and how they, how you're trying to um, instill that into them. Um, it, it, it seems like Be Bold is, is a really personal brand now, even though it does not wear your name on its sleeves. Right. And, you know, and with, with listen, with my other daughter, she's daughter, she wanted, she's been doing cheerleading, she wanted to do cheerleading. She worked a year and learned, taught her and learned how to do a round off back handspring, right? She doesn't have a gymnastic background. She's taller than I am, which puts her taller than 5'8". You know, it's, it was not an easy thing to learn, but she did it. And, you know, being bold isn't necessarily jumping out of an airplane. Mm-hmm. It could be something like, you know, hey, you you set set a goal for yourself and you did it. Um, or it could be, you know, you set a goal to do something with your kids and you made that happen. Or maybe your New Year's resolution is you're going to put away your laptop at 7 o'clock p.m. every single night, right. you know, right. and you did that. You know, stuff like that, that's all part of being bold. And we have a... Um, you know, a hashtag what's your bold kind of campaign coming out. And, you know, we want to recognize those things that everybody has their bold. How far are you into the Be Bold uh, brand launch? Is it is it out there? Can people buy the bars at this point? Are you just wrapping up to it? Yeah, so we are in Publix down in, you know, the southeast. Um, we're in the Midwest in Myers. We are... Um, soon to be within the next couple months, we're going to be in Shaw's and Stop and Shop up in the Northeast. Of course, I have them at my juice bar. Um, and I'm happy to sell them to any other like juice bars or coffee shops or things like that because we love the, the independent accounts as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that is where our, our start has come from. And, and so, with. Yeah, no, totally. So this is a, it's, it's, it's much more grassroots. It's much more, it's really startup, right? It's, it's like interesting for you coming from, from Stacey's and seeing it grow to um, a brand that was worth $65 million when you, when you sold it to, to be back in the startup world, right? It is, it is a, a startup. It's a, a total startup. And you know, what's funny. It's people are like, well, you've already done it once and you know how to do it. And I'm kind of like feeling I don't know what the hell. So I do a little <laughs> bit know what I'm doing, but in some areas, I just don't know. Look, in 1997, there was no such thing as a podcast. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and Instagram. I have an own, you know, I have my personal Instagram and I have the Be Bold Instagram and, and I have to get other people to show me, you know, how to maneuver. It's almost like you... It's like the nature of the beast. You know, you have to have this and you have to have that. And I'm like, why? We didn't have that. And But, you know, now I'm kind of starting to see the value in all of that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's, I'm learning all over again. Right, right. But there must have been a lot of, like, you know, brand mishaps that you went through with, with, with Stacey's. I mean, naturally, right, through, through the whole time oh, um, yeah. that, that I'm sure, you know, are extremely important for, for people not to step into. I mean, from, from naming to packaging to design to positioning, I mean, there must have been an immense amount of knowledge that you gained uh, throughout raising your first, your first brand to be that, uh, that, you know, crazy $65 million brand. Um, what, were there any brand mishaps? that that oh that, that you <laughs> that were just totally crazy and now you're like okay this is something that we're definitely going to do differently this time oh my god that's so funny because so we ha- designed this 
bag where, um, you know, it was kind of the words had angles, like the chips had angles and it was kind of chippy, the whole bag. Right. Yeah. And I, I, so we designed this bag and it said Stacy's pita chips, big pita chips right on the front because people didn't know who Stacy's was. They knew, and they didn't know what a pita chip was. So we felt first and foremost, we had to write pita chips large so that people knew what was in this bag because nobody would know if it was just Stacy's. So until we had a brand identity, then we kind of made pita chips smaller and Stacy's larger. And that's kind of how the brand grew from a branding standpoint. But when we first started, we had that pita chips really large. And on our first bag, we put the P a little too close to the I. And it looked like from, if you stepped back, <laughs> like three feet from the shelf, it looked like Rita chips. <laughs> and I'm like, and people are like, oh, I love, and people call up, I love your Rita chips. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, what did I do? And, you know, so I guess my, you know, lesson learned, you can't just design a bag looking at it on the table. You have to take a step back and pretend it's on the shelf. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's so important. Um, when we worked with Evolution, that's what we did all the time. We actually created all of these uh, these labels and we, we created those shelf talkers as they call them and all of these things. And we literally just went to a Whole Foods over lunch break and we just exchanged a bottle with that bottle, took a step back, you know, walked around the aisle and there was nothing in there. There was no juice. So we just hoped no yeah. one else would see it. And then <laughs> And then we kind of like took a picture. And I mean, it's so important to, to, to try things oh, I'm doing things that with out. my bars now too. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's, 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 it's. I super- trust me, I did that. I would never make that mistake again. <laughs> um, were there, were there any moments with Stacey's where, um, where you had data, where you had early customer data and it said, you know, well, you should, I don't know, have a new flavor or the chips should be bigger or they should be crunchier or the packages should be larger or smaller. And did you just totally like neglect it and say, oh, well, great. Thank you for the data, but I'm going to go completely with my instinct. Okay. So we never had any data. We never <laughs> purchased data we're talking we never, 90s <laughs> yeah we never did that and even if we did we couldn't afford it so um our data was our you know our connection to our customers uh, we had the pita chip hotline if somebody called us like we would record like i mean i guess it is data but we would write down everything just even on post-it notes right where Somebody called and said, "Oh, I got I got your chips. I mean, they taste really good, but they're they're so crumbled. They're all broken, you know." And then all of a sudden, we would get all of these. We would see that when customers would call up, that we would be getting all these broken chip complaints. Mm-hmm. Granted, now that they're owned by Pepsi, you don't get broken chips because they have engineers that are really good. And it was like the first thing that they were able to solve for. Right. But, you know, I mean, we would always, our customer service was always great. People would call up. We got some broken chips. We were like, well, you know what? Let me mail you some more. Thank you so much for loving them enough that you cared enough to call. Right. And that means so much to us. And so, you know, and then we wouldn't send them a coupon. We wouldn't send them, we would send them chips and we would then follow up and say, well, how is this bag? You know, is it better? You know, it went through the regular postal service. We just wanted to check in and, mm. you know, eventually we put a recipe for, uh, um, stuffing or 
For, how, how to fix or, your broken chips. <laughs> how to fix your broken chips. Like we, we talked about launching with stuffing because we're like, maybe we could take all of the broken pieces and make stuffing. Or, That's really smart. Uh, yeah. You know, we had some recipes for, you know, pesto Parmesan encrusted chicken, which I must say came out really delicious when you use all the stuff at the bottom of the bag. But. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, yeah, it's but, it's you, really but smart. you know we had to solve for that, and it wasn't that we bought went out and we bought data. We just really listened to our you know to our customers. Another yeah. one was you know we you know someone would call and say, "I love these chips. My grandmother loves these chips, but I bring them over to my grandmother's house, and she cannot get the bag open." And she's, she, so I, and then the guy says, you know, but she really loves them. So I went out and I bought her a, you know, a new scissors just for her pita chip bags. And, you know, and I was like, okay, we have to figure out not to seal them, how not to seal them so tight. So that's a lot of the times how we would drive, you know, how we would solve for things. That's so great. And a lot of people would just not listen to all of that feedback. They would be like, ah, it's granny, you know, yeah, whatever, it was right? a fluke. It was one yeah, bag, exactly. you know, but we were running so fast and so hard. And, you know, we took every comment so very seriously because look, if you have chips coming off the line, you know, um, you know, hundreds at a time, if one person called, you have to keep in your mind that that's probably at least a hundred or hundreds of people that might have had the same problem before you realized it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I published my first book, I think eight years ago or something like that. Maybe it's, I, I don't know what it is, maybe eight years. Um, and I literally just on Instagram three days ago, someone pointed out, um, that there's, uh, that there's a word twice, um, on, on a list of words. It's like a brand personality thing. And there's like, you know, all these words that your brands can, can be, right? It's like freaking 50 words, right? But there's like, you know, confident is in the beginning and confident is again on, 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 on column three. And I'm like, I, this book has been out for eight years or so. Eight years? Um, I mean, it's been selling really well. And and this is the first person that actually mentioned it. And to me, it's still mind blowing. And, and back to what you just said, I guess maybe people don't care enough about my book to actually write me. <laughs> That's oh what I God. that's what I learned. Um, but it's it, you it's, know a, it's funny? So another another screw up we had on our bag is that you know we wrote on the back that they were great. The pita chips were great with hummus, and apparently we spelled it with like one M, not two M's, <laughs> and it's it's humus H U M U S, which actually means like dirt. It means like dirt. You get from the ground. And some woman called up. I mean, nobody noticed. It was out there forever. It's amazing. And nobody kind of realized, well, do you spell hummus with one M or two M's? And people probably question that until some woman who was a teacher or something said, do you know that your pita chips are great with dirt? And we're like, what are you talking about? She's like, you spelled it wrong on your bag. And we were like, oh, dear God. <laughs> that is so good. So good. And, you know, I mean, to your to your um, team's defense, I mean, back in the day, hummus wasn't as big as it is now. So now it's like a more of a thought you know we looked it up and everything we thought technically you could spell it either way but i don't know apparently in this country you can't <laughs> well i guess you can spell it with one m um that's that's funny um so now with with be bold um when did you start actively investing in branding i mean with the name the packaging etc did you did you now work with a consultant or with with an agency or is it all very very bootstrapped so nope i well yes and no so we worked with um, one of the design companies that, um, branding and design that we worked with originally, like with the pita chip company more toward the end, 
So after we sold and I was kind of there for a little while, um, there was a great company and Culver Design, Culver Branded Design, like, and the guys are great there and they're very down to earth. And um, I know we all just related very well. And so when I launched this company, I ended up using them again and they kind of get it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, but other than that, we really didn't have any other agencies that we started with. We didn't have a team of people that we hired on. And, you know, when it first started, it was just my brother and I, and then we were, and then my brother came to me and he said, look, do you really want to do this again and do it the same way as we started the pita chip company? And I was like, uh, he's like, do you, you really want to be out and packing boxes and doing this? He's like, let's do it different. Let's fund the company. And, um, who would you, if you were to fund, if we were to fund the company, who would you have running it? You know, mm -hmm. not doing your job, but running it, like being in charge of all of, you know, getting this out and contacting this one and answering the emails and did it and all those thousand things that somebody does all day long. Yeah. And um, we both hands down agreed that that was a woman that was at the Peter Chip company. Her name is Marin. She lives out in Chicago. Um, and I said, I'd pick Marin. He said, I'd pick Marin. So then we called up <laughs> Marin and who's now working for, a large company. I mean, she originally worked for Quaker. Then she left that big company because she wanted to come to a small company. She came to Stacy's. Then we sold the Pepsi. Pepsi owns Quaker. <laughs> then she ended up back at Quaker. Then, you know, she's, she's gone through a number of large jobs and she was recently at a different one. And we called her up and we're like, you want to come run a company for us? <laughs> she's like, Oh God, she goes, let me get back to you. And we said, give it a week or two, talk to Brett, your husband, let's see. And um, we get a call like a week later and she's like, I've made my decision. And we were <laughs> like, what? And she said, I'm going for it. Brett and I agreed, you know, you know what? We're going to do it. And so when she quit her job to come and run, to, to run Be Bold, yeah. we were like, okay, that was for, for us our first enlightening moment, like, wow, this is now real. Yeah. Totally. So, you know, and then we had a staff, you know, still we only have a staff of, you know, we have some interns and, and just a couple of people and um, one of which is my cousin. And you know, so it's like, now it's, you know, but it becomes real when people start leaving their other jobs and, you know, there's a sense of responsibility. There's like an energy there when you surround yourself yeah. with people who have the same goal you know, there's a real energy and it just kind of keeps you moving forward and gets you excited about it. Yeah. And, and accountability and payroll and yes. things like that. So, yeah. and that's, that's, that's very, very important. Um, what does, what does branding mean to you, Stacy? <laughs> so, you know, like I said, with the, with, you know, initially having my name on the bag is a tremendous, responsibility because people are going to hold you personally accountable. <laughs> yeah. So I learned that at the inception of, you know, what became a very large company. Um, and I feel like getting that same trust to be, 
associated with your brand is what branding is all about. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. Like our mission with Be Bold is really for, you know, it's an amazing product and it's just clean and, um, you know, and for people to understand, well, when they buy Be Bold, you know, right now we're, we don't, we're, we have two places on the shelf, you know, we don't have a whole line of products or anything like that, but we just have two bars and an almond butter and a peanut butter. But you know what, when you eat one, people will understand what we're all about. And just, you know, we don't bake the bars or anything like that. They're in the refrigerated section of, you know, the refrigerated yogurt section. And when people eat a bar, they're going to see it's just a handful of ingredients. And all we do is mix press package and chill and -hmm. there's no there there's no like you know head boiled syrups there's no adhesives there's no you know there's no baking there's no you know nothing is processed about the bar it's just you know we take the almond butter or the peanut butter we mix it with you know oats and chia and nuts and we even use brazil nuts and people are like brazil nuts (laughs) yeah those are really aren't those really expensive and i'm like yeah but you know what? Brazil nuts are delicious. And that, and, it, and for me, eating a bar and getting a bite of one of those big chunks of Brazil nuts is, you know, that's kind of like a gustatorial surprise, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, you know, people will get it. And I think that that, that will come across. And that's, for me, that's kind of what the branding is all about. No, absolutely. And trust is, trust is, trust is so important. Trust and experience, right? Um, I think that kind of sums it sums it up um as we as we slowly come to the to the top of uh, of your hour and i know you've got a call to catch um do you have any any brand advice uh for for founders as a takeaway you've been you've been going through so much um you're obviously with with the rice project um you know having helping you know female entrepreneurs that want to you know follow your follow your footsteps um do you have any any thoughts of like you know what you can tell these women to actually you know create a brand so okay you know I've worked with so many companies that I have seen that have great products and they don't make it mm-hmm. um, and on the flip side I've seen so many products that are out there that are have made it big and you're like oh god how do people choke these things down you know (laughs) so you know i think if you have a great product and you stick true to your product and the integrity of that product um and then at the same time you have to figure out how am i going to commercialize this in a way that I can make enough money and not go out of business. Um, And build that brand. And I I think that that brand comes from like to, to, to grow that brand. um, It comes from, making those everyday decisions. Cause when you're a small business, you have to make every decision like it's your last or like you're drowning or, you know, you can't just assume, even if you have a, 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 some 
some private equity money come in or venture money or whatever, you have to be so careful the way that you spend that money. And, you know, you can act like a big company, but you can't spend like a big company. Um, even when we're launching Be Bold, right? We're in a position where we could, pro- we, you know, we've properly financed the company, but it doesn't mean that we can participate in each and every promotion and advertisement and all of that because we're just going to, you know, blow through money and, and not have anything left. And, you know, that does that is not how you're going to grow your company. You can't you can't look at what do these big companies do and say, okay, well, I'm just going to do that. And if I just spend that money, that's my brand is going to be successful because that's that's not the way it happens. You really have to, you know, when it comes to those day to day decisions, those little ones are the are really, really important. So when you build your brand, you know, you have to kind of be careful of those day-to-day decisions because, you know, those are the ones that could put you out of business. Getting involved in the wrong programs or programs that aren't equivalent to the level of the company that you're at. And don't, you know, you got to remember, you have to, when you don't have money, you have to get creative with how are you going to grow the business? How are you going to get people to try it? Not just to try it and feed the masses, but while you're feeding them, if they love it, how are you going to get them to remember it? And that's the branding piece of it. So, you know, so if you're going out and you're sampling, think of, am I sampling in front of a store that sells the product so people can go in and buy it as compared to, oh, there's an opportunity to just sample here and people will taste it. Mm, That was good. They throw the wrapper away and then that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. So even with Stacy's, when we went on, you know, we sampled at a ski resort and we gave away chips. People would eat it on the chairlift. They would look, oh, those were so good. They'd get to the top and they would throw the bag away. Mm-hmm. And I'd think to myself, well, now what are we going to do? How are they going to remember the name? How are they going to get them again? We just, you know, we branded from, from the time they get on to the time they get off the chairlift and then it's it's gone yeah so with every bag if they with every bag of chips we got a sticker you could put it on your pole you could put it on your jacket and it says ski simply naked and it had the website on it and again (laughs) before socials and all of this so everybody was skiing around with these ski simply naked stickers on them but that's the kind of thing so thinking beyond the i'm just going to sample as people get on the lift and get off the lift and so the most important piece of branding is you know you got to think of branding as remembering and how how is that whatever action you're taking going to get the people to remember your product absolutely love that that's that's such a it's it's such a great um actionable example too um wise words wise words um stacy uh we are we're coming to an end uh listeners who fell in love with with your brand um where where can they find be bold bars online right now to to get dive a little bit deeper so you can go to uh you know our instagram is um i guess if i'm saying it right it's at be bold bars b-e-b-o-l-d-b-a-r-s um my personal one is Stacy B. Bold, which you won't see anything nearly as interesting, probably, as the other one. Um, our website is there. It's beboldbars.com. And even if we're not in stores, there's a place there where you can tell us what store you'd like to see them in. And then we will go ahead and we'll try to get into those stores. 
Oh, great. And, um, you know, you can also order online. And, you know, um, H, we, we can give you a code, too. We can do, like, um, HTM, like hitting the mark or, you know, whatever you want your code to be. What do you want your code? Give me a mark. It's, give me a code, and we'll give it for your listeners. The code is HTM. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So you can go online and you can use code HTM and place an order and you'll get a um, discount off of your first order compliments of yourself. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Stacy. This this was so um, so in, informational. Um, it was it was so much fun. It was there, there were so many insights. Um, we're so appreciative uh, of of your of your time. Uh, thank you for being here. Really appreciate you. No, I'm flattered that you had me, and thank you so much for having me on. Stacy Madison, the woman behind the Stacy's Pita Chips brand, a woman whose bold approach now turned into a new brand. Much to absorb and to implement into all of our own brand thinking. Please rate the show. And I would like to invite you to show your support for Hitting the Mark to offset some of our expenses in putting the show together for you every two weeks. Plenty of rewards you will get back in return. Just go to patreon.com slash hitting the mark. The Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark. <laughs>